We've got this. Hey yo, hey yo, hey yo, hey yo. Hey yo, hey yo, hey yo. We've got this. Hey yo, hey yo, hey yo, hey yo, hey yo. We've got this. Finding a way. Hello, friends. Welcome back to the Cervical Wellness Podcast. This is episode six. Now, before I dive into what this episode is about, I just want to give one plug reminder, do a little housekeeping about an upcoming offering that I am hosting with my husband, John, which is on January 28th, which is a Saturday at 11 p.m. Pacific Standard Time, and it is called The Other Side, The Man's Experience of the Cervical Healing Journey. And what this seminar will entail is us going through the share, excuse me, sharing what it was like for him and us as a partnership as I healed my cervix myself over the course of four years. Now, John was with me from the very beginning, from before I even said yes to my cervix, to the moment of me deciding to heal my cervix myself through the whole journey in of itself and even into the development of the cervical wellness platform and so he has a large breadth of experience of not only witnessing a woman go through the process of deepening her relationship with her deep pelvis and what that entails but also holding the space for it and I, over the years, have had a lot of questions about what it is like to be in partnership with a man as we have healed, or as we heal our cervix ourself. And while I can speak from my perspective as being the one, the woman who was on the cervical healing journey, I cannot speak for John. And over the years, I've held space and have had many clients who have been in relationships and marriages and partnerships with men and just did not know how to communicate to them and the men did not know how to you know be present or hold the space that their partner needed and so John and I are coming together and providing a an inside look as to what we experienced on the cervical healing journey and partnership and also offering his perspective of the other side how do men want to be communicated to regarding the cervical healing journey what are their needs in partnership as we women heal our cervix ourselves What do they need to know about the trajectory or how they can support us uh, and how to be crystal clear in our requests and in our emotional processing when it comes to speaking to them about these sorts of things. So if you are in a partnership with a man or are married or are dating and want to know what he might think about this whole experience, or if you have questions about how to navigate your relationship during this experience, or just want an inside look as to how John and I traversed the cervical healing journey together, I invite you to check out our offering the other side. It is $33 and yes, there will be a recording. So 
please let me know if you have any questions. You can send an email to info at cervicalwellness.com if you have any questions about what that entails. I will also put the link to the landing page in the show notes, but I really just wanted to drop a little note about this because I am very, very excited about this offering and bringing John's wisdom to all of you about being a man (laughs) holding space for a woman on the cervical healing journey. Today's episode is the audio recording of an interview I gave over Zoom of a woman named Rupam Henry. Now, the original intention of this interview was to actually not make it widely public. It was going to be just a part of the Cervical Wellness private content library. However, the information that Rupam Henry provides in this conversation, I just felt within the depths of my being that it really needs to be shared widely. So Rupam Henry, if you don't know who she is, is the owner and operator of Rupam's Herbals. And she is most widely known for her creations, her herbal creations in the realm of dental health. And as you will learn in this interview, she worked within the dental field for several decades and has a very interesting approach to dental well-being. And if you know anything about my personal story or anything I've been undergoing in the last year and a half or so is I've had quite the dental experience. Um, I've had a lot of dental work done and what really inspired me to want to interview her and actually how we got connected was somehow she heard that I had been experiencing a pretty extensive facial bone infection from an undiagnosed dead tooth that led me down this path of wild revelations in how these teeth, I had those three teeth that this infection was feeding on, how it was actually directly correlated to a whole host of health issues that I had experienced over the last 12 years, cervical dysplasia included. So when I connected with Rupam and we had this conversation and she just ties together some incredible pieces around whole body health, dental health, and sexual and pelvic well-being, I said to myself, I'm like, Danelle, the people need to know this. Like, we cannot put this behind a wall. No gatekeeping this information. So the video is still in the private content library, but I have pulled the audio to put onto the podcast because, by golly, friends, you gotta know this. (laughs) And if you are like me and have experienced dental experiences that perhaps you... (laughs) Uh, do not feel the best about and you're experiencing pelvic unwellness of any kind, well then I hope that this conversation brings some revelation to you because I know for me making the connection of dental and oral health with my pelvic health has just been a whole new level on my personal cervical healing journey And without further ado, I want to offer you the interview with Rupam Henry. Hello, friends. Welcome, everybody, to a cervical wellness interview. I don't do these normally, but when I connected with Rupam Henry, 
Uh, after the Medicine Stories podcast I was on with Amber Magnolia Hill, I just knew that I wanted to bring her wisdom to our community here. Because actually, I have known of Rupam for maybe maybe like 10 years I've actually known about your work because my holistic dentist has like all of your products. And one time he gave me a bottle of your like one drop toothpaste. And so I just, when um, Rupam's assistant actually reached out to me saying that you, you Rupam had heard the interview um, where I spoke about my experience with a facial infection in my teeth and how like this has been a part of my cervical healing journey. And so we got to talking and I was like, I would love to just have you, your voice yep. be part of this community. And so yep. here we are. Welcome Rupam. <laughs> oh man, this is so exciting. You know, um, as I said before, it's like, it brings for me, it brings together a lot of parts for me because I come from um, a little bit different from where you're coming from in terms of cervical health. For me, it was more the sexual, the tantric background, which mm -hmm. obviously is right there with the cervical health, you know. And I have over the last few, God, shoot, are we talking 20, 30 years now? <laughs> um, I have kind of come full circle in terms of the mouth and mm -hmm. cervical health and the vaginal health and woman's sexuality and how that's all linked with throat and teeth and gums. I mean, they're super linked, you know? So mm -hmm. when you invited me, it was like, yay, I get to speak about the connection on this, you know? So I am super excited about that. Oh, and by great. the way, who is your dentist? Um, Silvano Sen, Dr. Oh, okay, Sen. got it. Yes. Yeah, Dr. Uh -huh. Sen. Yeah, yeah, yeah. <laughs> yeah. Oh, well, you know, in that interview, one of the most talked about pieces that women came to me saying like, oh my gosh, Danal, I'm so glad you talked about this was actually me talking about dental health and it being a part of this pelvic healing journey for me. And so I'm, that's why I wanted to have you here because so many women have talked to me, asked me questions about this, but yeah. before we you know, dive into that, I would love to just invite you to share a little bit more about your background, like yeah. who you are and your approach. Yeah. To yeah, yeah. Healing. yeah. Uh, so, you know, my journey began literally in my grandfather's herbal apothecary in Germany. I was born into an herbal medicine family, reaching back 13 generations, all in Germany. And I really, when I was a child, like two or three years old, I remember both my parents became pharmacists, you know, but at that time, they still had to do their licensing all through the herbal world, meaning they had to go out in the field and identify 250 herbs and how to use them in the medicinal you know world and then when I was maybe four it all basically turned around into pick up the phone and order from the pharmaceutical company so my grandfather's pharmacy I mean the smell it was hundreds of bins of herbs and in the middle of the pharmacy was a big kitchen and he made everything by hand mm. right and so I, I remember, I, I remember as a child, I was so taken by, he so echoed this love for nature, especially the plant world, you know. And then when both my parents became pharmacists and their whole career basically changed, it was not so much about making it yourself from herbs anymore. It was literally calling up the pharmaceutical company, ordering it. And so the whole world in that way changed right as I was a child. 
And I remember as a child already going, I am so not interested, check. <laughs> so I ended up with my grandfather in the garden because he literally hired people to run the front and he went back to what he loved doing, which was basically taking care of his plants, you know. And that kind of was my introduction. I then left Germany when I was uh, 16 and lived in India for five years, which literally birthed my whole spiritual journey. Um, and when I came back to Germany shortly after I left to live in the US, but it was, I ended up in dentistry for 20 years, not so much because I felt like that was my purpose in life. It was more, I've already lived in three countries. I wanted to be mobile with my profession and how to uh, sustain myself while looking for my true purpose. And that kind of came to me late till it finally really clicked in. I went through holistic health training, uh, holistic health counseling, color puncture, um, orosoma. I was like testing all these different pathways. And finally, I had a dream and it was like, go back to your ancestry of medicine making with a spin of what I all just learned. So that was the birth of Rupam's Herbals. While I was still working in dentistry. And if anybody had told me you're going to be working in the office for 20 years, I was like, you know, it was heartbreaking to be in dentistry in the beginning, knowing what I knew, because it felt like, my God, there are so many pieces missing. We don't even have no knowledge of how to help people to actually be well in their mouth and to protect themselves and how to not get cavities. All we told people was brushing and flossing, which literally is a very small piece of the whole picture. Mm. So that's what drove me back to school of becoming a holistic health counselor, this time for real, nutritional, um, how toxins and what we do in the mouth impact the whole system. And reproductive system is huge in that, in that regard, you know. So it finally clicked when I started making herbal preparations again. And then I brought the two together, dental and herbal knowledge and herbal medicine making. And when I put those two together, the whole thing just blew up. You know, mm. it was like, because nobody was doing anything like that. Nobody was helping people how health is deeply connected to dental. You know, usually the dental professionals will tell you, well, you have a cavity, there's nothing you can do. Mm. But that's not the truth. You know, it's, it ends up to me, I always tell people as a joke, one of the most vulnerable places is gynecology and the dental office. You know, like you're super vulnerable in that position and you don't know what's going on and you're not really told much how to actually heal yourself. In fact, I don't know so much now with gynecology right now, but in dental, you're basically told there's nothing you can do. Which is, super, which is super disempowering, right? Mm -hmm. It's super disempowering and it's the, the furthest from the farthest from the truth. So my work exploded because I was making the connections and I was basically suddenly I was being the guide of how to make it through the minefield of holistic health and dental, you know, with all the different informations out there and much of it is wrong. And much of it doesn't help people. In fact, it makes it even more difficult, you know. 
So one person called me, and I, it's, it's totally stuck. Um, they called me a badass dental ninja. <laughs> and how we all laughed. We were like, man, this is so true, you know, because I feel so protective of people in a dental chair because it is such a vulnerable position. And it's so, as I said, disempowering because dentists don't really sit you down. And many of the dentists don't show you this is what's going on on x-ray. They don't really educate you. They just say, hey, book an appointment and pay me the money and let's drill this out and fill you up, you know. And, and to me, there's so much wrong with that picture. So that's kind of how, how my whole journey started in terms of being in service to people that need to kind of walk that path, you know. Mm -hmm. And most people come to me through dental problems, but it really is just the opening to health. Mm -hmm. It really is just one aspect of how I just, that's my specialty. Some people use eyes, some people use the tongue, some people use pulses. To me, it's through the mouth. Mm. But it's, it goes right back to the immune system, to overall health, to the nervous system, to, I mean, the energetics, you know, this is also where the whole second chakra, cervical and sexual and vaginal, it all comes in, you know. Wow. Well, you know, just hearing you speak, Rupam, like I reflect on my own journey and, you know, my pelvic health issues happened right after actually having some pretty traumatic dental work dental experiencing. And so, you know, it makes sense to me that like this could actually be a cause of that in a way. And I remember and vice versa. Right, right, yeah. right. And so, yeah. you know, you know, with allopathy and like allopathic dentistry, I'm not sure if that's what it's called, but modern. <laughs> it's <a pretty> good. <laughs> I feel like it's, it's still, it's, it has a very reductionistic view. It's like, Oh, yeah. like my grandparents, for example, if they had problems with their teeth, they just pulled them all. Like they had yeah. just all of their teeth pulled yeah. just because that was yeah. easy. But then what did that do to their whole body health later on? And so, I and, just, not, and you know, not only that, but why? Right. You know, why has somebody bone loss? Why not ask a deeper question? Because it's just the beginning of what's really going on. You know, this is just a side effect of something else going wrong. Like for me, when somebody comes to me and has bone loss or teeth are loose, I mean, that's a very late stage. But for me, it's the first thing is detective work. It's like, why is this happening to you? Because really everything we do in dentistry that's not preventative as much as it is heroic action to fill a tooth or to do something, but really you want to take care on a causal level what's going on. So you don't have that happen to you again. Right. You know, that's the big thing for me. It's like when somebody comes with a dental problem, I want to know why, because I know for sure that there's going to be other problems going on. For mm -hmm. instance, deeply linked to the digestion. Most people with cavities and gum disease have digestive problems. That needs to be addressed, you know. Mm. Or what we do in the mouth, the toxins we put there, you know, where does the body and its wisdom put the toxins? Reproductive system, ovaries, you know, right. fatty tissue, breast tissue. I mean, women's health, if there's a toxins, tons of toxins coming, usually the productive health suffers. First, mm -hmm. you know. Mm -hmm. So it's so linked. That's why I'm so excited to talk to you about this because this is people need to know this. Women need to know this, you know. Yes. 
Yes, I agree. And what you said about how like the gynecologist office and being in the dental chair, it's it's kind of like a complete act of submission because yes. you can't see what's going on in there. You can't see what's going on in there. And you're just kind of hands up saying, okay, I guess you do what you need to do. And, you know, I've had so many women tell me that they've had things happen to their cervix or like um, biopsies taken or things done that they didn't really know about until afterwards. And I feel like that's the same in dentistry yep. where like, if the dentist is in there, they're like, Oh, I see this. I'm just going to take care of it. And there's really no consent and how like invasive that is. And like yep. oral trauma and pelvic trauma, it's, it's just like two parts of the same thing. Really. Yes, it is. Right. When you think how connected it is, right. I mean, vaginally and the mouth it's two huge openings into your body we only have three openings which is the anus the mouth and the vagina the vagina right so those are like obviously it's really vulnerable i mean this is directly into our system you mm. know so that's why you know this is big this is a big deal mm. who we allow into these openings Right. you know and if it's if you're approached in a not sensitive skillful way it's hugely traumatizing yeah. yeah I actually had to like my childhood dentist who I saw until I was like 20 I had to fire him because I realized of how much trauma I had experienced from feelings of invasion. And that's yeah. where then I sought out and I tried out several different dentists until I found one that I was like, oh my gosh, like my whole nervous system can relax around you and I feel safe. And I don't think a lot of people realize that feeling safe in the dentist chair is actually something that you can prioritize. And same Absolutely. thing that's what I promote for gynecologists too. It's like, if you don't like who you're seeing for your pelvic work, like find someone new exactly yeah in dentistry say again what was your role in dentistry what you know you I I played the role of a hygienist for kids up to 18 in my last seven years in pediatrics and then I was for 13 years in general and I was an RDAEF meaning I did all the you know basically the patient care and okay. I also did the temporary crowns basically dentist was injection and drilling and I finished it you okay. know in terms of temporary crowns etc cetera, etc cetera. so I was way more with the patient than the doctor often was you know right. because I did all the surround work right. and and for kids the same except I also cleaned teeth till for kids to up to 18. Okay. Sorry to have interrupted you I just I wanted to know what you did in the oh time. yeah 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 absolutely um you know in terms of what you were just saying to me, consent, it, it's the two pieces that I feel like most women do not have informed consent because they're missing the information, okay? So how many times does a dentist tell us what to do, but we don't really know why, you know? And similar, when it comes to gynecology, you know, we are not really educated in terms of self-care. And how, for me, the staff that, I call it the staff that I choose to be part of my healing team, like dentist or gynecologist, I need to, for one, of course, feel totally safe with them. But I also need in, uh, informed consent, which means they need to really talk to me about 
what they're seeing, what they feel it means, what all the options are got, that are open to me. You know, dentistry, many people come to me and they tell me the most expensive option that we're informed about. But where are all the other options? You know what I mean? Like how many times is a patient come to me, uh, a client come to me and they say, I was told to do this, this and this. And oh, my God, I don't have the money for this, you know, and then they borrow money and they go into debt and they do all this stuff. But they haven't known about all the other options that they might have been being able to handle without the stress, you know. So that really pisses me off. That's not informed consent. That is like, hey, I'm here for business, okay? okay. <laughs> so I that I always tell people, the person you want to work with is a person that answers your questions. And they're not getting impatient with you about asking these questions. You know, you are the biggest piece in the healing journey of your own body. Not the dentist or the gynecologist, you know. And that kind of goes back to, I wrote an article for Mother Earth that's going to go live in September about the germ theory and the, um, the theory of what we call the terrain theory that is all about self-healing. If the immune system is strong, you know, the germs don't really matter that much, you know. And of course, Big Pharma loves the germ theory because it's all about killing the virus, killing the bacteria, killing everything, cutting it out. The terrain theory says, if you are helping the system, your body to be strong on all levels, the immune system being strong, your pH being accurate, like literally giving the body everything it needs to heal itself, the germs don't matter. Mm. You know, why do people survive illness some people they get just mildly sick some people don't even get sick some people die some people get badly sick but that has a lot to do with the terrain you know how much stress am i in how much so to me in my mind how i approach healing is all about the terrain theory mm. you know meaning what can i do for my body to have all the pieces that it needs to heal itself mm. okay. and not just cut medicate antibiotics you know, and just create more havoc in the terrain. And it doesn't help in the end anyways, you know. And I'm not saying that if you have a life-threatening infection and, you know, it's red coming up your arm kind of thing. Yeah, of course you're going to take antibiotics, but it's going to be more the exception than the rule. Right now it's the rule. Somebody doesn't know what's going on, cervical, mouth, anything in between. Hey, there's antibiotics, you know. Right. Mm. And that to me is like the big the big thing. Yeah. Mm -hmm. Well, I, you know, before we transition into talking specifically about pelvic health and dental health, I would love to just have you speak more about like the mouth, dental health and mouth health in general and its importance. And you had yeah. mentioned several body systems that it's tied to the digestive system, the nervous system, the immune system, but for like the women who are maybe not yet correlating their pelvic health to their dental health, but maybe they have dental issues. Like what are some things that they can think about or do in their life to help improve their oral well-being right now? Right. Wow, that is a humongous question. Right. Maybe um, like three things. <laughs> <laughs> you three know, things. you know, holistically speaking, to me, comprehensive health takes in you know, 
is aware that we are not just physical beings. In fact, we're the opposite. We're more energy than we're this dense physical thing. Bones, for instance, being the most densest thing in your whole system, right? So mental, spiritual, emotional, physical, to me, they go all together. For instance, you know, the last two years have brought many of us to our knees financially. So financial freak out, financial survival fears, etc., has a huge impact on your mouth. Mm. Because you're when you don't know how to pay your rent the next month, and that goes on for too long, you know, your your whole adrenals are literally in fight and flight constantly. And when your adrenals are in fight and flight, no matter why, maybe food that you don't digest right, emotions that you don't know how to, you know, work with, um, financial stress. If that kind of goes on, drinking lots of coffee every day, when that all kind of combines for too long, couple of years, two, three years, your system has to rob has to get the minerals from the bones to make sure that the organ system still have it, okay? Which means if this goes out too long, suddenly the person shows up with cavities and many people go, whoa, I suddenly have a cavity. That must be because I had birthday cake last month. It's not like that. Uh, teeth are like time capsules, you know? It takes a much longer time because it's the densest material. So before a cavity shows up on x-ray or in the mouth with the visual eye, usually things have been going on for years. Wow. Mm-hmm. Okay. So somebody getting a cavity, that might have been from what happened a year ago, two years ago, three years ago, even five years ago. So it's accumulative in that way. So for people to think on, on a level of, say, their adrenals, that their adrenals are healthy, maybe taking herbs like ashwagandha, you know, making sure they have a practice to deal with stress. See how it all links? Because when it comes to the adrenals, adrenals are the health of the adrenals and how nourished they are kind of underlies all bone health. And that could be teeth, it could be arthritis, it could be rheumatoid arthritis, it could be osteoporosis. It's all on the level of how the body has the minerals and how it can absorb it into bone. So Mm -hmm. then for instance, it goes right to the liver. If the liver is sluggish, it can't assimilate and store minerals and vitamins. A sluggish liver means too many toxins, not digesting well, um, eating foods that your system doesn't quite know how to break down or foods that that uh, pathogens thrive on, viruses and bacteria thrive on, you know, or which that a viral situation, for instance, creates a lot of neurotoxins. And the liver in its wisdom tries to hold on to them so it doesn't flood the other organ systems. So it's like literally opening up Pandora's box and going, oh God, how far does it go? And it's just literally never ending, you know? So I always tell people, if you're like, I tell people like lifestyle changes. Sure, that's easy to say. And most people know, but to actually follow that is a whole nother story. So it touches on addiction, you know, addictive behaviors, how to soothe ourselves as as children 
that are hard to give up in many cases. So it's, you know, some people ask me, what are the three most important things I can do for my health? I'm like, oh God, okay, <laughs> let me try to, you know, one of them is adrenal health because it's so deeply underneath, under, you know, lying under, it's underlying all bone and mineral health, you know, and it's hard to bring depleted adrenals back. So it's one of the things in my mind to really take care, especially when times are stressful, you know. Man, if you can, don't drink the coffee, at least not daily, you know, because that puts you into fight and flight right then and there, you know. Some things you don't have much choice over, so maybe pick the things you have a choice over, like what you put in your mouth if you can, you know. Um, the next thing would be to understand what creates a lot of acidity and inflammation in our system, you know, like coffee. Coffee is super depleting, you know. Um, that's why, you know, when you go and have a mammogram, which I do not do, okay, that's my personal choice. I don't go there like that. Um, they say, don't drink coffee because it creates a lot of inflammation because it's so acidifying, you know, mm. or the other big thing that most people are not aware of don't, don't eat vinegar or vinegar containing foods, because we know when we make a bone broth, we put you know, for instance, apple cider vinegar in there to create, like pull out the minerals. But that happens in our system as well. So if you want to prevent cavities, stay away from vinegar, use lemon. Lemon is much kinder. It doesn't create that same dehydration in the organ system, you know. Mm. Um, the other thing is oral home care is really important, but just bear in mind that if you just do oral home care and your immune system is down and your adrenals are whacked and your pH is off, it's not gonna help, it's not gonna rescue you long-term. You know, I, how many people I have seen that floss beautifully, brush amazing, but have cavities and gum disease and, and kind of why, you know, and nobody tells them, oh, you must not be doing it right or you're not enough. Or, and I've seen many people, they do it perfectly and they still have cavities, you know. So that's where the detective work starts. What's off balance and what's been off balance long term and how can you baby step your way back into balance, you know. And that is different for each person. You know, some person might have a huge viral load that they're unaware of, all the strains of herpes, all the strains of Epstein-Barr, st uh, staph, strep. Um, how many toxins did they come in with? You know, if you've been really sick as a child already, the likelihood that you came in with heavy metals and DDT stuff, and because a lot of it gets passed on in the DNA. Mercury, for instance, gets passed on the DNA. Uh, so does DDT and pesticides you know, so going on some cleanses. So there is, you can tell how it's such a big package and it is different from each person, you know, and that is just a physical aspect. Now we're talking about uh, energetic, which in my mind is one of the most important things. How, you know, I lived in India, so obviously I know all about the chakras you know, the seven energy centers and how they're linked and how one feeds the other. 
And that's where I am so excited about talking about the cervical and the reproductive, because that's all the first and the second chakra. And as that opens up, it starts to come up and feed your power chakra, you know, where you feel like uh, the, the opening of your understanding of what your own purpose is, you know, as that opens up, it hits the heart, opening up to self-love for yourself and others. And often the desire to share that, which kind of starts to come into the throat of how do you speak to yourself and others, you know, how comfortable are you speaking your truth? I mean, we're talking all this energy center, which is super, super influencing the health of your gums and your teeth, mm. right? So how much um, do you, are you pursuing your dreams, fulfilling your dreams? That's a throat chakra thing, you know? Uh, are you um, the power to create your dreams? This is like the third chakra opening into the fourth chakra opening into the fifth chakra. And that all kind of starts in your reproductive health. You know, and then also one of my favorite topics of how are you, how seriously and respectfully do you take your sexual connection? And how are you getting approached sexually? Is it the same way you want a dentist to approach you with sensitivity and care and listening to you and speaking your truth and being heard? I mean, we're talking all about sex right now, which nobody really wants to talk about. I mean, this is a shocker for me when I, I'm from Europe. So when I came to the US, it was like, whoa, you guys are stuck up. What's going on here? You're not talking about sex. You're not talking about the naked body. Oh my God, <laughs> you know? Mm -hmm. And it's all, I mean, I had a product that was called Sacred Sexuality and hardly anybody talked to me about it. We renamed it and renamed it Ambrosia. Now everybody is fine talking about it, <laughs> you know? <laughs> so, you know, how it's linking to how much acceptance is brought to and curiosity and I mean you know when you read like romance novels and see movies to me it's shocking it's there is no sexual education out there that actually takes in it that has an understanding how to open up a feminine body mm. it is the opposite of what's out there in movies mm -hmm. you know the fast and the hard and the da da da. I'm like, maybe in the beginning when everything is flying, but in terms of like cervical sensitivity and, and awakening all the bliss and the euphoria that that can bring you, most people don't know what a cervical orgasm is. I mean, talk about health of the cervix, right? And how that awakens everything energetically in terms of your pursuing your dreams and being creative. I mean, that is so deeply linked, you know, and that's all shut down because the person, either the man you're with or the woman just hits the cervix, everything closes down mm. and the health suffers. And it's rare to find somebody that is sensitive and slow and understands how to open up a woman's body, which is all around the breast tissue to open the cervical and open the vaginal walls and stuff, you know. I mean, I was extremely blessed to being connected to a man who taught how to open women's bodies because he found most women don't even know how to open their own bodies, you know, because we are trained by the male perspective 
of fast, short, often by the time a man is quote unquote finished, the woman hasn't even awakened yet, you know, which creates a ton of frustration and a ton of disruptive stuff in the vaginal and the reproductive system. In fact, I think a lot of like, a lot of stuff, a lot of like this ease in the reproductive system comes from the sexual interaction that is just not right for the woman. And many times the woman doesn't realize, you know, and doesn't know how to educate their partner. It takes either rude awakening or, you know, the being blessed of coming across somebody that understands and can teach you. As I said, there is no education out there, especially for women, how to hold their system and respect in such a way that they can pick. No, yes, yeah, you know. We often make ourselves wrong and think there's something wrong with us, but really there isn't. It's just we haven't been educated correctly, you know. Mm-hmm. And that goes, and that is the base of the energetic health of all the other energy centers, all the way through the throat, the pineal gland, you know. And it is such a. I have. We could talk three hours about this, you know, <laughs> and take questions and talk, and it's like, mm-hmm. yeah. That's how deeply the rabbit hole goes, you know. Well, Rupam, when you were just speaking about, like, at the beginning of of your share about just like how lifestyle can like pull minerals from the teeth, but then also correlating it to like how you speak and what you speak. I just briefly want to share about just some revelations I've had about what was happening with my tooth journey and this like facial infection in my bone and, you know, for, you know, 10 years, I was living in a very masculine way. Like I was doing academia. I was trying to be the best. I was pushing myself. I was also partying and, you know, just like, go, go, go extroverted out there, out there, out there. While also I fell into a trap of this kind of like online boss babe persona where what I was speaking like, I guess I, I believed it, but my body, it, like, it didn't actually resonate, like the, the way I was sharing my message. And so, you know, when this, these teeth, this whole thing kind of blew up in my face and I like had to face this reality, it was like my mind broke open and I realized how for a third of my life, maybe even more, I had been living in a way that was not right for my female physiology, for my feminine body. I was just kind of pushing myself forward into being in a very masculine way. And I was speaking mistruths, you know? And so like the, this, the theme of the last year of my life actually has been rooting out the infection of my life because as horrible as this whole thing had was for me, it was literally just like a revelation where I was like, wow, like I've been infected. Like there's been an infection in my expression, in the way I've been living, in the way I've been doing things in my life. And it's, I've, it's changed everything for me. And so just you sharing what you're sharing, it was just like all these light bulbs went off for me. Like, oh my gosh, this makes so much sense. Like sucking the life force out of my teeth out of my mouth and like speaking mistruths and lies and not living in my body in a way that was right for me. And so I think it's just important for women to hear that, like, if there is dental 
and reproductive health issues happening at the same time. There is, this is like a, a siren going off that you really need to look at how you are living, how you are embodying, how you are allowing people to approach you. Like what, what is the way like capital W a Y, like what is the way in which you are living in your body? And because it's not only what has my pelvic health been, you know, huge, huge revelations for me, but I feel like the mouth part just was just like, whoa, I, it was like the final, like cherry on top of facing myself. And this thing about, um, you know, the cervix, the anatomy of the cervix has a face, the cervix has a face and the cervix has a mouth. So the cervical Oz is called the mouth of the cervix. And so I just think that's such a beautiful correlation and goes along with what you were saying about like, you know, in sex and sexuality, like, you know, we, we as women must speak and use our mouth so that then the mouth of our cervix can also open and soften and we can have that pleasure and bliss and, and, and opening of our whole body to this. And so, yeah, I feel like this, this, like this braiding of like oral health and reproductive health is, is very cutting edge because I don't think it's ever been really spoken about, at least not in my sphere. And I think this is something that it's like another missing link that, um, that we need to talk about. And so I would love for you to share more about how pelvic health is connected to oral health and your ideas about that. I mean, everything you said, I mean, I had chills because it's so true, you know, and as women in a very male oriented world, we can easily fall into the trap to behave like men, because that's what's career making. You have to be like men, you know, but it's damaging to our relationships, to ourselves, to our, you know, to be a powerful woman in the world looks different than a powerful man because of our innate energy. We're supposed to be the moon to the sun. We're not supposed to be the other sun, you know? So that even creates huge problems in our relationships. You know, it's like you've heard, I mean, if, if you're with a man, you've heard the, the word there's two men in the bed. So mm-hmm. the sexual doesn't even work, you know, because there's two aggressors in a certain way in the bed, you know? So, The man, I mean, there is so much on that level, but just for a woman to actually, I mean, tell me how many people have you had in your life? Like, do you remember one woman that you can think of where you felt like she, when she spoke, everybody listened, but she had this quiet, feminine, super loving, receptive, but wouldn't pick up, put up with crap kind of woman. You don't know many women that live their femininity in a powerful way. Most of the women that I sort of see are kind of male, which I know is not in my best interest to behave like that, you know. And I had a very similar story in a certain way, you know, of yours, where kind of trying to behave like a man but I'm not, you know, I am not. And my true gift to the world is not this maleified woman, you know, it is actually to live my femininity and to be a powerful voice, but it doesn't look like men. You know, it looks like I might be in a room listening to everybody speaking, 
and kind of feel that in my body. You know what it means? It means to be more body oriented and feel it somatically than listen through your head. Mm. And our schooling is all about the head. You know, I lived in Germany. It's all about academia. It's all about from here on upward. It's almost like we have been trained out of feeling things in our body, you know, and that's woman's gift. We feel through, we're rooted to the earth. We are connected to nature. The mind isn't connected to nature, you know. It's our femininity that is connected to the cyclical world of nature, the moon cycle, our own menses in our cycle, you know, being a young woman, being a mother, being a crone, we are so deeply linked to cycles. And to me, that is healing also, you know, to be connected to earth, to listen our bodies. Our bodies are hugely wise. That's what we're supposed to bring to the world. Back to a sick little nature, you know, going inward in winter, being more active in summer. I mean, we're like, you know, we're like the last frontier to nature. And if we women lose this, where, where are we going to be? You know, we are already losing it. We don't even know many women that are deeply connected to earth and run their feminine power in a way that complements the male. You know, mm -hmm. we have a lot of male women out there that in my mind, it's not very helpful for the health of the planet, you know, for mother earth. We need to be respectful to Mother Earth. This needs a femininity. It needs a sensitivity mm. for most first to our body, you know, but then we, we came in as women, mm. you know, and if we're drawn to healing, we need to speak as women about healing. So people get a reminder of, yes, the body is hugely creative, hugely wise. It can heal itself, you know. Mm. You don't have to run out and cut everything off and kill everything, you know. <laughs> so, you know, I, for me, this was part of the sexual training that I was blessed to get um, through this beautiful, generous man. I honestly feel like if women don't wake up to their own love of their own femininity and what that means in their own system, starting with the sexual, starting with how to connect to to mother earth how to stand up for mother earth how to live in a male world that is still graceful and beautiful and gentle but no taking any shit at the same time you know where's this where's mother earth going to go it needs us desperately and i feel like it starts with our own respect for our own sexuality, our own femininity, our own reproductive system, our own health care, and then how do we give this out to others, you know? So mm -hmm. I, what you talked about basically was the journey of your own system waking you up to your own inner spiritual truth, you know? And I swear to you, I take it like that. I take like, there is no mistakes. Like every challenge that I am going through actually is just a deep desire of existence or the divine or God or whatever you want to call it to wake you up to your own truth and to be your own truth and to be this blissful dancing woman that you're destined and meant to be. You know what I mean? Mm. 
and the the mouth health is just that's your speaking piece you know so yes if that is disturbed and not working right you know and it's you know how many people get health problems because they've never digested a trauma you know so working somatically to release that other cellular structure is important mm. it's really important for your overall health and waking up to your own purpose and living it mm-hmm. and we need all the help we can get you know somebody that specializes on the mouth and somebody that specializes in reproductive health and we need all the pieces to put it back together you know Yes. Well, what you were sharing really goes along with what I teach in cervical wellness, which is what I call the cervical healing journey. So women who have these diagnoses, like you go on a journey then to heal yourself. And it's like, it's like inner revelation experience that gets you closer to who you are, like not who you want to be or who you think you should be, but who you are as a woman on this planet. And then that then goes into, well, once, like, as we get closer to who we are, we then have to express that we have to like reveal, like reveal that to the world. And this kind of ties in exactly with what you were saying about how like the, the pelvic journey leads us to then being the expression to heal, you know, whatever's happening on the planet, whatever your passion is healing, whatever your passion or purpose is exactly. Yeah, yeah. Exactly. So it's just the the tie of them too is just so is like a whole new layer to my work that I I have been inching towards because I do know that like the 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 flesh inside the vaginal canal is the exact same type of flesh as like the inner cheeks, and you know like the larynx looks like you know the vaginal opening like, and I've also learned that in utero at the very beginning times of conception that actually like the mouth and throat and the pelvis start in the same place. They're like the same cells. And then when we kind of like unfold as an embryo, they kind of split and become two separate pieces. And so it's two places in the body. And so I've known about this, but just hearing all that you are bringing to this, I'm just like, oh my gosh, this is like so much more important than I had thought before and my own infection journey has really revealed this to me. And so, you know, what are, what are some ways that you would suggest women um, to help their pelvic health as well as their, you know, oral health, um, you know, as they go on their cervical healing journey or oral healing journey and how they are the same, like, what would you recommend women to start to incorporate into their lives? I mean, you know, the fastest and more intense journey around is the sexual, you know, because I mean, when the sexual starts to open up, you know, you allow yourself to make noises, like your throat starts to open up, you know, Um, how many, like, I have heard from so many people, you know, where women and men, you know, kind of keep the energy down because it might be too sound too animalistic or doesn't sound cool but really this is like a huge opening right to open and start to while for instance making love to start to like really pay attention and focus on the throat you know Mm -hmm. and like allow 
the emotions to come and hit the throat and whatever noises come out is totally okay, you know. Um, that's one of the most important things, talking about your sexual, like what do you need? What do you feel like um, talking your partner, not holding back? I mean, I honestly feel like when the energy starts to open, so many of us that were living in a controlled field, like where there was a lot of control from the family or from our parents on us or teachers or whatever, you know, you can literally feel how when we are angry or when, when something goes on, we're like clenching our truth, like holding it all together, like, you know, doesn't necessarily have to be in front of a person. I actually don't advise it. I advise to you know, sit with it, be alone in the forest and kind of be first come really real and true with what's really going on for you. And as you sit with this and how you start working through it, and, you know, I love things like Byron Katie, the work, or Diane Richardson's slow sex or uh, tantric orgasm for women. There's so much, there is good information out there that can help us on our path because it's deep because there's no education out there you know mm -hmm. but the sexual in the throat is such a huge connection it's like an it's an immediate connection mm -hmm. even when it's self-pleasuring you know how to like open your throat and be really aware of this like allow the energy to travel through don't hold it don't clench anything just allow the energy to come through mm. that's one of the easiest and quickest maybe not the easiest but the most direct connection you know Mm. Um, singing, dancing, even if you only dare to do it by yourself, you know, at some point you will be more rooted and grounded and feeling deeply okay with that, where you feel like it's not a big deal to share it in the world. But the sexual and the throat are one of the biggest pieces, you know, mm -hmm. and also the understanding around the cervix. The cervix is hugely sensitive energetically. Actually, in Ayurveda, in the Chinese modality, the cervix also represents the woman's heart. Mm -hmm. Meaning, if in sex, the cervix gets hit, it's not just physically painful, it actually closes the woman's heart. Mm. Okay. That also is as the beginning of being sexual, sensual, what turns and opens up the vaginal and the cervix is actually a breast tissue. For men, it's different. We're literally the opposite of the man. Mm. Our, we are open and receptive in the vaginal. He is, the man is with the penis, it's protruding, it's active coming forward. Okay. So you don't turn on by going straight for the vaginal tissue. That mm. usually shuts a woman down. You know, you want to actually open up this and allow a time to soften. And then mm -hmm. the stream goes down and opens up the vaginal tissue, opens up the cervix. The other thing is but when it comes to the cervix, sexually speaking, when it is a penis or if you're with a woman, I don't have a direct experience with that. But anything you use with a penis, it's the easiest because it's energetic in that way. Your intention, even I imagine, even if you're a woman being with a woman, whatever you're using, you know, if your intention is there, you don't ever really touch or hit. You're staying just in front of it and allowing the energy to inform the cervix. 
because the cervix is so sensitive and has so many nerve endings. If the energy, like if, if it's right here, mm. the energy starts to grow and grow and grow because the, the presence and the focus and the energy is right here. That's really how to get a cervical orgasm too. Because as the energy grows, it's just like, mm. and it's, it starts in the cervix. It's really deep in the woman's belly. And then it just takes over the whole body. And it's like literally like this bliss wave coming, you know, but for that, you cannot really, God forbid, hit. You want to just allow the energy to grow. And that is amazing for cervical health, mm. you know, because mm -hmm. it just, it just alivens and circulation and energetic. It's just like, it's a magic wand, you know, mm. Mm. and and that opens up the woman's heart. I have often had the experience like the energy rises up and it hits my heart and I just sob, you know, but it's a good sobbing. It's like this, oh my God, I can't contain the energy. Like it's so yummy kind of sobbing, you know. Mm -hmm. And of course, that's super nourishing to all centers and the mouth opens and the throat opens and everything gets just flooded with this yumminess, you know. I mean, mm -hmm. that's why to me, the cervix and the mouth are like the direct link of like supercharging you into your purpose, into your life, you know? Mm -hmm. Wow. I have two things I want to share with this. First is, you know, a big part of my work with women as they're healing their cervix is many women um, can like they are afraid to mentally connect with their cervix because of how much pain is there. It's like stored there. And so part of my work is to invite women to start to penetrate themselves with their own hands or if they need a tool, but slow, like not with the intention of self-pleasure, but just with like bringing awareness there. And then oftentimes what happens is like deep wails or cries or sobs yep. and had women be like, yep. I just started like screaming. I'm like, that's good. Yep. Like let it yep. out. Yep. Out. Yep. Yep. Because you, like it's, it's held in there and you have to like let yep. it thaw, you know, yep. and yep. And yep. Yep. comes up. And so, yeah, man, honestly, blessings to you. <laughs> well, no, yeah. I I swear that's exactly right. And I remember my first three months with this beautiful man. I just, I remember sometimes I would just sob and sob and sob and sob because just like trauma coming through and releasing and, and, and pain and memories. And yeah. it, it was like, it, it has to be first a cleansing, right? Yeah. It's held in the tissue. So you have to allow it. I always tell people, you can't go from chronic to gone you have to go from chronic to acute and gone which means you're gonna have to relive it you know mm -hmm. if and not relive it as in the actual thing but it has to be released and usually through some kind of loving presence yes. it might be your own fingers of just loving it and sending the love there and touching and staying there you know or your partner that can do that for you Yes. Either way, it needs a loving presence that knows how to thaw it and help you thaw it out. Absolutely. Yes. You have yeah. to go through that. Mm. Yeah. You know, and if, if you're starting that, you might want to tell your partner if it is a partner that helps you. It's like, it's a good thing if you start to wail and cry. That means it's working. <laughs> yes. It's working, you know. It's like, I've please been... take that. I remember 
Nitrama, the man that I worked with, I was like, I would like sob and sob and he would get this beautiful smile on his face. Like he so understood what was happening. And that was like, oh my God, it, I felt so held in that, you know, worst case scenario is the person freaks out and pulls out and goes, oh my God, what am I doing wrong? I'm like, no, 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 everything right, is going perfect. Yeah, right. exactly. Well, the second thing I was going to say is like, I've been talking to a lot more men recently um, because, you know, their partners are going through this work with me and they're like, well, what can I do? I say, okay, well, when you are making love or having sex, like one thing you can do is just like enter into her, not like all the way in, but enter in and just like hold there and stay and like, let her body, maybe she'll start shaking. Maybe she'll like have a, a release or something, but just like, as you were just saying, Rupam, just like yeah. hold that presence, yeah. that loving yeah. presence yeah. while cervix is being awakened. Yep. Yep. And let it go through those energy channels and out through the yep. mouth, you yep. know? Yep. So, yeah, you are and just all, confirming all these things for me. <laughs> and you know what? And the amazing thing is you can tell already what that would take in a man, right? Mm -hmm. It takes a generosity, a deep generosity of not going there for your own pleasure. Right. You know, and, and the understanding that the man gets gifted with his own pleasure as the woman starts to open up, mm. you know? So as you open her up, all the goodies are going to come tenfold, right? You know, because if you're not going there with understanding and patience and sensitivity and slowness and stuff, you're not going to get the goodies ever. <laughs> I like that. You I swear it. you're not going to get it. You know, you might have a sneeze as called quick orgasm, but you're not going to get the outrageous, mm you know, energy, because that's the other thing. As the woman opens up and energies are going and she goes into this bliss state, it actually gifts the man. Like it, it grounds him. It, mm -hmm. it tells him he is powerful. It, it's this huge gift on many levels that if you don't know how to approach a woman, you will never get it, you know? Mm -hmm. And that's, that's why when women don't know how to, how to approach themselves, both people lose the male world loses and the woman loses so that's why i think the woman is really the center point of healing right now if she gives away and throws away her femininity and what that means men are lost right. you know we are in a certain way we gift men with the earth energies but if mm -hmm. you're not open if you're shut down men don't get it you know mm -hmm. so if they don't inform us with their love and generosity and care through their penis coming in and opening up us, we don't gift them through our mouth and our spiritual connectiveness to earth. We don't give them back. We don't create the sacred intent the sacred um, where you nourish each other on a much deeper level than you know having a moment of feeling great you know so that's why to me is always the woman is at the forefront of healing the whole world you know yeah and that all starts in her vagina i mean we give birth through the vagina to a baby we also give birth to the greatness in man the greatness of our own purpose i mean we give birth to it all you know mm. Mm. So to me, like, this is like, this is like one of the 
most important understandings is how we need to respect our reproductive system and how to respect our sexual powers, you know. Yes. That's what I've, I've said for years that like for me, the cervical healing in this way is like the first domino that like, yep. will be yep. knocked over and it will like cascade into yep. these other things that like once women heal their connection to the space, everything will fall into place. Yeah. In my mind, that's my opinion. No, I agree. <laughs> I, in my mind too. <laughs> no. You know, I, I, yeah, you, you know, it, it, it somehow brings you, it's the journey of taking your seat of power. Yes. But it is not a male seat of power. It's the feminine seat of power, you know, which looks different. It acts different, you know. Mm. Mm, yes. Wow. I mean, we've seen what the man's, the, the male viewpoint of power has gotten us. Right. Totally out of balance. Totally foreign to nature, like alienated to nature, you know. Mm-hmm. I mean, talk about my journey with the pharmaceutical. You know, people lost their understanding of the plant world and the nature world and how it helps us to heal. You know, suddenly it's all about kill the virus, kill the germ, kill the, the nature doesn't quite work like that, you know. Mm-hmm. Well, well, just to like wrap it up here a little bit, I would love to, to invite you just to share about maybe some of your products because okay. um they're beautiful and yeah and then where people can find you and maybe where they can get your products because they're they're so they're so beautiful like every time I use them my mouth is just like ah (laughs) (laughs) yeah so of course the website rupamherbals.com r-u-p-a-m and of course that's probably the easiest way to get to my products we're doing farmers markets in Oakland right now every other week, in San Rafael every other week, mm-hmm. um, directly to me, you know, 415-497-5141. I give 15 minutes free check-ins, you know, just a, a, a little platform to have a safe check me out and see if I might be a good fit in terms of consultations and supporting somebody. Mm-hmm. Um, my products, uh, let's just go to the ambrosia. To me, the sacred, the sexual and the creative are the same. So, you know, feeding that with a, a herbal formula where you get us, um, it helped, those herbs help you to get a, it's very synchronizing, foremost with yourself. So you kind of get a different feeling or not a different, a a truer sense of who you are and then synchronize that with say another person or an art form, painting, dancing, you know. Uh, My mom was a a tango dancer and she said it made a huge difference when she took the ambrosia in terms of how synchronized she was. Obviously, if making love, you know, taking it opens you up to your own, you know, it's it's a, a nervous system tonic geared towards the sensual and the creative, the ambrosia. Mm. Um, Then digestive help. We have the Phoenix Moon Bitters coming out in a minute. It's a new formula that helps your digestive system. And we have the Swedish Bitters, which is an aeon-old formula that we've had now for, I don't know, close to 30 years. 
um, of course, the whole dental line, you know, it's non-abrasive, full of frankincense and myrrh and minerals and flower essences that help this, you know, it helps to speak your truth, all the flower essences that help this fifth energy center, the throat mm -hmm. chakra, um, without leaving a smear layer of glycerin on your teeth, which attracts more plaque. Um, mm. The rinse, which is uh, five herbs and five essential oils, everything geared towards circulatory, towards the gums, making your teeth harder. So the dental soap helps your teeth to be harder with minerals and the dental rinse helps your teeth being stronger through herbs in terms mm. of like white oak bark is hardening to the enamel in the dentin. Uh, then we have all the nervines, California poppy, you know, muscle relaxant, amazing for insomnia, anxiety. Um, I love it. St. John's wort. St. John's wort has such a relationship to the light that it can inform your own being of its own light. Like that's why it's so helpful in depression or anxiety. Um, it's also specific to tooth pain because it's regenerative to a nerve ending as well of as a, a number, you know, it kind of, it, it works with nerve ending pain. Um, what else we have so much, we have all the lovely teas. The traditionally yours is an alkalizing, very mineralizing tea, which is amazing for your nail, your hair, your teeth, of course, your skin. It's, uh, it's really helpful to create a more alkalizing pH. So if, say, for instance, you had your cup of coffee, drink a lot of alkalizing, mineralizing teas that help your bloodstream to go back to more of a better pH. Um, divinely Tulsi, Adaptogen, helping you deal with stress. Ashwagandha, helping you with dealing with stress. It's fantastic for thyroid and the uh, adrenals. Ah, lemon balm antiviral I mean I am I, so much there's so much like when I really go for holistic I know there's so many pieces floating that I when I think of a product I think how does it help in the deepest way with what's going on right now mm. Yeah. Mm. Um, usually what I when I make products we're about to make a, a nervous system tonic um, a formula we're about to make a heart tonic and we're also about to make a lung tonic. You know, we're going into fire season. Right now we have the lung comfort. So we're always working on formulas, trying to see what's going on in the world and how can we help. Mm -hmm, mm -hmm. So, yeah. And we're also starting to make little videos, product videos, where we kind of explain how to use things, you know. So we're always in a flux of upgrading and trying to come and serve better. Yeah. Mm, thank you. Well, I highly recommend her products, everybody. Like I've been using that rinse and dental soap that, and I, I've just noticed a difference in like how my mouth feels like it's, it's, I don't know, it's, it's hard to explain. It's enough. You know, you don't have the glycerin. Glycerin is an almost, when you look, glycerin is the second or third ingredient on all toothpastes. Right. And glycerin, really, they put it in there because it makes everything feel so slick and nice. Like your teeth wow. are supposed to feel like glass. But the glycerin is very, um, it's deceiving because when you have glycerin on your teeth, everything feels nice and slick. But it's the slippery glycerin and not that your teeth are free of plaque. Mm. 
Mm. That's why with a dental soap, if you go with your tongue all over your teeth, mm-hmm. you can really see and feel actually, you feel where you leave black behind because it's fuzzy. Right. <laughs> My mom would call it sweaters. <laughs> yeah. <laughs> right. Exactly. So you just go back. You don't have to put more stuff on it. You just right. go back, stay a little bit longer. Right. You know, plaque is like olive oil on a porcelain plate. You wouldn't be going Bonami and Ajax and all this. You just go soap and you stay a little longer uh, till it goes away, you know? Mm-hmm. And obviously putting glycerin in toothpaste is ridiculous because it just smears your, your teeth full of sticky stuff that attracts more plaque. Oh, man. Oh, well, wow. <laughs> <laughs> oh, thank you so much, Rupam, for having this conversation with me. I'm really excited for all of the cervical wellness community to see this. And yeah. I'll be sure to link your uh, website with this video so people can Sounds fantastic. It. Yeah, and if and once you post this, if you would uh if you would post this, I would post it on my website as well. So we have a beautiful back and forth. People know who to go to oh. working more deeply with the cervical. Yeah. Great. Great. Definitely. Well, thank you so much. And oh, lovely to have been here. Absolutely. Mm-hmm. And maybe more to come. I mean, you can yes. tell it's so I much. I feel like we have on, a lot right? to talk about. Yes. <laughs> <laughs> oh my goodness. Oh, blessings. All right. Thank you. And hi, everybody. Hi. Ciao. Thank you so much for joining us today, friends. If you want more cervical wellness information and content, check out my website, cervicalwellness.com, or give us a follow over on Instagram at cervicalwellness. Please share this episode if it felt right and true for you. And until next time, friends, remember, we've got this.